the heart of the leader is the most important part of a leader. And if your heart is not right, I don't care how many sales you make or how many businesses you create, the money, the position, the authority you get from all of those successful entities will not bring you joy. It will not satisfy you as a leader. Hello and welcome to the Trent Stewart Leadership Podcast. I'm here to help everyday leaders make every day count. You know, you are a leader when you decide to be. And so I hope this podcast is helping you make strides to become the leader that God is calling you to be at work, at home, at church. Uh, today's podcast is, is going to be a little bit different than what you hear on other leadership podcasts. Remember, I started this to be practical. Um, I know for me as a leader, I always want to hear things that help me become more efficient, more productive. And, you know, I want to get things done. Uh, but I could argue that the most important part of your leadership is your heart. You know, heart disease is one of the number one killers in America right now. And for a leader, if your heart is bitter, if it's angry, if you're holding on to resentment, it's going to affect every area of your life, every area of your leadership. And so the heart of a leader is really the most important part of a leader. And if your heart's not right, I don't care how many sales you make or how many businesses you create, the money, the position, the authority you get from all of those successful entities will not bring you joy. It's not going to bring ultimate satisfaction or fulfillment into your life. Because the only thing that's going to bring you ultimate fulfillment is a relationship with God. And if you want to know Him and grow in your relationship with Him, you've got to experience His forgiveness through Jesus. And when you experience His forgiveness, then you're going to be able to forgive others. And so in today's episode, I want to talk about the power of forgiveness in a leader's life. At the age of five, my parents put me in my first basketball league at the YMCA. It was one of the uh, first games in the season. I, I remember my dad brought the, the big video camera to capture the game. Remember the big ones that kind of sat on your shoulder uh, with the VCR tape inside of it? That's how old I am. But I was having a good time out there in this game. I love watching the tape. But at one point in the game, this bigger kid uh, starts guarding me. I'm trying to like come down on a fast break, you know, as fast as a five-year-old could go. But as I'm dribbling the ball, he like body checks me and I fall to the ground. He takes the ball from me and there's no whistle, right? The ref doesn't make the call and the kid proceeds to dribble on down the court and he scores. In that moment, five-year-old Trent, nobody had to tell me what to do next. I knew exactly what I had to do. I got off the floor. I sprinted down the court like a ballistic missile. I catch up to this kid. I lower my shoulder and I body check him into the bleachers. <laughs> the ref blows the whistle. Um, everybody kind of grabs me. The coach is kind of embarrassed, you know, and all of this is on tape. This is a true story. And when I watch the tape, I hear the ref's whistle. Uh, I hear, you know, my coach yelling at me, but I also hear my dad horse laughing in the background. It was, it's, it's a classic video for me. And in today's NBA, it would have been uh, probably a flagrant two ejection. Um, but, you know, nobody had to teach me as a kid how to get revenge. There is something deep uh, within all of our hearts, even as children, uh, to get revenge. Like when you are hurt, uh, you hurt back. Hurt those who hurt me, right? That's, 
that's part of our sin nature that is alive and well in our heart. When someone embarrasses you, humiliates you, hurts you, our instinct is to hurt back. So here we are. We are adults now. You are uh, a leader, and you're trying to lead an organization, and you are getting your feelings hurt on a regular basis. People are hurting you. Sometimes it's your spouse hurting you. Your kids are hurting you. People you don't know on social media are hurting you. What are you doing with all that hurt? What are you doing with all of that uh, bitterness? You know, Are you practicing forgiveness? I'm telling you, if you don't as a leader, it's going to hurt your business. Um, at work, you know, maybe your, your, your spouse, maybe it's been a, you know, a bad business deal or a bad divorce that has created a lot of pain in your life. But if you're trying to make your life count, if you're trying to become a better leader, you've got to practice forgiveness. If you don't, your heart's going to be bitter and it's going to impact your organization 100%. In fact, it might be the reason your business isn't breaking through the financial barrier or the growth barrier. It might be the reason why you know, you're not uh, being able to scale your business because you're not attracting the kind of leaders that want to serve or, or, or work under you because of that bitterness. Some people think, well, I just need more advertising. You know, we need to do this or do that, you know, to grow the business. But I'm telling you, the health of the leader is going to determine the growth of the organization. And I'm talking about long-term healthy growth. I know there are a ton of immoral people running businesses that are seemingly doing well, but that's just, you know, what we see on the surface. I'm talking about you becoming a healthy leader, leading a healthy organization that makes your life count, that lives for Jesus, that knows your purpose, that's investing in people. That's what we're going after. We're not going after the facade of success. We're going after true health and true success as God teaches us in his word. And so the question is, are you quick to forgive? Are you quick to forgive? Um, am I willing uh, to forgive? And so I'm willing to bet that every single person who's listening to this podcast today has struggled with this. You struggle to forgive your spouse on a regular basis, you struggle to forgive maybe a parent who hurt you. Maybe you struggle to forgive a friend that hurt you, somebody in uh, business maybe hurt you. And the problem is that this bitterness and anger and frustration, if it's not dealt with, begins to fester in your heart like a cancer and it robs you of happiness and it robs you of your joy. And it becomes the filter through which you parent. It's the filter through which you show up to work. Uh, how you show up at church. And if you hang on to that bitterness, you're going to become even more frustrated. Um, and that broken version of yourself um, is going to begin to show up at work and at home. And you're going to miss the blessing that God wants you to experience. And you're going you're gonna to miss the opportunity to make your life count. So I'm going to go back to the guy I've been talking about. His name's Joseph. You can go back to the book of Genesis and read his entire story. It's amazing. Um, in, in, in his story, he has every reason to be bitter. His brothers beat him up and left him for dead, then sold him into slavery. And so he had every reason to be mad, but he doesn't. He actually forgives. Joseph is forgiving. And my, my thought when I read the story is, how could this guy forgive uh, his family that did this to him? How could he be so generous? Um, how could he, you know, be so generous in in uh, receiving them back into his life. How is it possible? Well, Bible tells us in Ephesians 4 to be kind and compassionate to one another, forgiving each other, 
just as in Christ God forgave you. So we've received God's forgiveness in Christ. We're called to give that forgiveness to others that have hurt us. So what is forgiveness? Have you ever actually thought about what forgiveness is? Um, I think it's a good question for us to wrestle with because if we don't really understand what it is, it's hard for us to offer it. So let me start today with what forgiveness is not. All right, forgiveness is not forgetting. When God forgives you of your sin, it doesn't mean that he's unable to remember. He doesn't like suffer from amnesia when you like confess your sin to him. No, he still knows, but when he forgives us, he chooses not to hold it against you. He's not remembering it means that he's not remembering in the sense that he's going to condemn you with it. So the scripture says, as far as the East is from the West, so far has he removed our transgressions from us. That's Psalm 103. Uh, forgiving doesn't mean he forgets. Secondly, forgiveness doesn't mean consequences are removed. So you might forgive a friend that hurt you, but that doesn't mean that you're going to hang out this Friday with that person. Consequences are still a reality. And so you've got to set healthy boundaries with people that hurt you. Uh, thirdly, forgiveness is not a feeling. I promise you, you probably are never going to feel like forgiving somebody that hurt you. If you're waiting, you know, uh, on this warm, fuzzy feeling to kind of pour over you to, to let you know that you're ready to forgive, you're going to be waiting forever. It's not going to happen. It's not a feeling. Fourthly, forgiveness is not self-motivated. In other words, you don't forgive someone because it's going to make you feel better. I hear this so often. You know, that's like the motivation. Forgive. You're going to feel so much better when you do. You know, it might make you feel better for a second, but depending upon how how badly you've been hurt, um, it's, it's, you know, just forgiving somebody's not going to make you have all these warm, fuzzy feelings. We forgive because Jesus calls us to forgive and it honors him. So don't, don't believe the lie that you're going to have all these warm and fuzzy feelings when you forgive. You might, but you might not. And then fifthly, forgiveness is not private. This is a biggie. In other words, forgiveness requires two people. This is one of the biggest misunderstandings I think people have with forgiveness. It requires two people. So uh, forgiveness is not just about uh, the person who hurt, who was hurt. It's about the person who did the hurting. Let me say that again. Forgiveness is not just about the person who was hurt. It's also about the person who did the hurting. So what does biblical forgiveness look like? Here, here's a good definition of forgiveness uh, that I read from a guy named Chris Bronze in his book, Unpacking Forgiveness, which is a great resource, by the way. But he says general human forgiveness is this. He says it's a commitment by the offended to pardon graciously the repentant from moral liability and to be reconciled to that person although not all consequences are necessarily eliminated. So if this is true, let me unpack it. You can only forgive someone who asks you for forgiveness. <laughs> Hang on with me for a second. Does God forgive everybody? Does he forgive all of humanity? The answer is no, he doesn't. The answer is God is willing to forgive anyone. He's willing that none should perish, right? Second Peter chapter 3 but God forgives those who ask for it. If you don't ask God to forgive you, then you're not going to receive his forgiveness. 
So biblical forgiveness is really to benefit the offender. First John 1 John 1.9, if we confess our sins, he, God, is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and purify us from all unrighteousness. So who's the benefiter of forgiveness in that scenario? We are, right? God isn't getting anything out of the equation there. We're getting everything. We're getting his forgiveness. And so we're told to confess or agree with God that we're sinners. And when we do, he offers forgiveness. God then is willing to forgive anyone who asks. So biblical forgiveness is not just something that the offended person can give. It requires that the offender receives it, bringing reconciliation to the relationship. So the process of forgiveness is all about freeing the sinner. Forgiving ends the rejection and reconciles the relationship. So when God forgives, it's not for his good. He doesn't feel better. Forgiveness is for you and me, the offender. So where where does that put us if the, the person that hurt us isn't asking for forgiveness? Well, here's where, here, here's where we have to land. Number one, we have to be willing to forgive if they ask. If they ask, you have to be willing to forgive that person and release them. Well, then they, the next question is, what if that person doesn't ask? Can I still forgive them? If forgiveness requires two people um, and that person doesn't ask, that means I can keep holding a grudge, right? Well, I mean, if you want to, but... Hebrews 12, 15 says, see to it that no one fails to obtain the grace of God, that no root of bitterness springs up and causes trouble, and by it, many become defiled. So don't let a root of bitterness spring up and cause trouble in your heart. We want our heart to be cleansed. And so what you have to do, even if the person doesn't ask for forgiveness, is you want to release that person who hurt you. You don't want to become bitter. You want to release that person so that you don't become defiled. So if you've been hurt, the person doesn't ask, what do I do? Well, I release them. I forgive in the sense that I'm not going to hold on to the bitterness. I release the hook that is in my heart. When they hurt me, that's like a hook in my heart. If I allow bitterness to grow, those feelings of anger grow. And so to remove that bitterness, then I have to remove that hook and to remove that hook, I have to say, you know what? I'm not going to hold it against them anymore. I'm not going to wish any bad things upon them. I'm going to release them. I am ready to forgive them when they ask. And in a sense, you know, I am, I guess, in a sense, forgiving, but it's really just releasing the bitterness and the anger that is within me. So who do you need to release today? Who do you need to let go? Uh, who in your life do you need to forgive to cleanse your heart, to release that bitterness and anger so that you can become a more healthy leader. This is hard work. You might do it today and you're gonna have to do it again tomorrow and then the next day and the next day and maybe you don't feel like it today, but maybe the Holy Spirit will give you the grace to say, you know what? I'm not gonna be a bitter, angry leader. I'm gonna release this person. I'm gonna forgive. I'm gonna let go even if they don't ask why. Well, because I want to be a leader that makes my life count. Hey, thanks for listening to today's podcast. I want to continue to give you resources to make your life count. If you go to my website, trentstewart.org, with your email address, you can sign up for the newsletter that comes out twice a month. It's jam-packed, filled with all kinds of resources that will help you. You'll immediately receive the life assessment tool with that email address. So love for you to connect with me there. 
Um, This is a brand new podcast, so please uh, rate it, share it with your friends, uh, connect with me on social media platforms. Trenton Stewart uh, is my name on Instagram, uh, Twitter, and Facebook. Um, Next time, we're going to continue to talk about these areas of the heart of a leader. Thanks again for listening today, and as always, make today count.